adventurers this week of our course we are looking at what is gps and how does the technology behind those applications getting us from point a to point b work it's a whole entire system a lot of times people they understand there's a satellite involved but beyond that many do not really understand how the technology system works together in order to guide us on our adventures so that's what you're learning this week. There's a couple of readings or videos, whatever your preference is, as far as how you like to learn or consume information. So make sure you do that as part of the lesson. Now the discussion has already been very, very active. You guys have awesome ideas. So that's what this podcast is gonna be about, is those ideas and what you're thinking. To start off with, we have Julie Ann. She teaches creative writing and she has already she made some connections that other people had not made and those connections included looking at the concept of time space nanoseconds the satellite technology the positioning and even ancient navigational ideas of from the sailors and then she was pulling all of this together to be able to create prompts for writing science fiction for her students there were some other things mentioned. I thought it was an excellent idea because it can really reach a broad area of interest for, for students. A lot of times when you talk about technology, some students will tune out, but maybe if you pull in the ancient technology of sailors to navigate the seas, you'll capture some other students that you may have not otherwise reached. So I think it's a great idea for that. Rick mentioned uh, using the math and this also ties into what Julianne's thinking so using math to help students find a location on the earth whether it's their location their home location or maybe a historical location also with Julianne we mentioned that it could be used for technical writing I don't know if she does that in her course but you've got science fiction but you could also do technical writing now, Bethany, she mentioned using iPads with special education students to discuss how satellites will help them figure out where they are going and how to get to their favorite spots. So that's another idea with students that need that more practical application and future application of how to survive in the world. Other ideas that were included with that was using GPS, let's say they're at work or maybe they're at a training and they have a 30 minute lunch break or a 60 minute lunch break. Students, the special education students or anybody for that matter, could use their device to first figure out what spots are nearby that you could potentially travel to either by foot or in car to pick up lunch, eat lunch and return back to work on time or the workshop on time. The students may also want to learn how to mark waypoints. If you're in an unfamiliar city, like if you're traveling for a conference and you're not quite sure you'll find your way back, then you can mark a waypoint and we will be learning this in a future lesson and activity. So you don't need to research that yet. We'll actually spend a whole week on learning how to mark waypoints and make breadcrumb trails. But that would help a person to return to their original location without getting lost. And I know in some of our introductions, a couple of us shared once or twice where we 
became disoriented and it took a little longer than normal to get back to our original location. So the marking of waypoints could come in handy. Julie discovered the Find, Find My application on her smartphone. And this is a tool that can come in handy. She mentioned a couple different ways the Find My application can be used. I have personally used it for finding my phone. We were in Pigeon Forge once and had walked across a field to go to a restaurant and in the process had dropped my cell phone. Well, I knew where I had dropped it, but it was in a field. So you can go with that saying of trying to find a needle in a haystack. We were not able to just locate it by looking for it. So the Find My got us in the general location of the field where we were able to find the phone. Of course, I had on vibrate on silence, so just calling it and letting it ring was not an option. But that is on there and it's got some other capabilities that I have not played with, so you may wanna explore that with your students too. Gail is considering having her students use their smartphones to discover um, libraries to actually mark different libraries I guess around I think around the world or maybe it was just around her area I'm not sure or natural features and then having students write about them so once again she's incorporating writing into the mapping exercise so students would mark the location I'm assuming they would probably try to map those locations and then write a feature now the one cool thing with this too, Google Maps, I know Google Earth, Google Maps, they're always collecting data and information from the public. So it's possible that what students write could actually be contributed to the community where someone else is going, going to be reading it. So consider that when you're doing that activity. There are other applications like that too. Just keep that in mind, that may be something you want to do or not to do, but I know when students write for an audience, you typically get better writing out of them. Now this, um, oh, and then also included that you could create a virtual tour. So not only map it, but create a virtual tour that will be used with other students, or once again, put out into the community, especially if you have like a visitor center in your area that maybe as tourists come in or are people new to the community, that could be a virtual tour to help them become familiar with the community. Now, Wendy's an ESL instructor and she wanted to have her students learn about GPS using a YouTube video that is actually spoken in Spanish. So that would actually help with uh, learning of the languages. And with this, she wanted to have students walk around outside using GPS and then draw an illustration of how they think their phone was working with satellites to identify their location on the school property. So that's kind of um, a hands-on activity where they get to experience it, but then they have to come in and then imagine and illustrate how they think the technology was working. Melody and Sarah also, they're interested in having students identify locations, whether this is um, popular, historical, or vacation spots. And I know Sarah mentioned, I think Disneyland, I think she's the one to mention Disneyland, but they both were looking at having students identify locations and then plan a trip to the location. Melody was interested in actually having students determine how much time is it going to take? What's the distance? What's the cost 
uh, example, Cost of Gas to make the trip. And I suggested it'd be really cool if Melody and Sarah even collaborated, connected their students together, because I think there was a, a pretty big difference in the ages of their students. So it might be kind of cool to have them work together and plan maybe a spring trip uh, vacation for students uh, or a trip to Disney World, whatever it might be. So that's just another idea to play around with. Marvin is looking at doing a scavenger hunt workout. If I remember correctly, he is a PE instructor. And this would just be a fun way to put a twist on PE. They have a scavenger hunt. So first they have to find the location. And then once they reach that location, they do a workout. I had a, I believe it was a biology teacher once, and he had, he did something similar but when they weren't working out, when the students got to the location, they identified the leaves on the tree. So we had different trees around the property of the school grounds, and he had created a scavenger hunt type thing. And then when students reached a particular tree, they had to identify the tree. They had to look at the leaves and then identify certain aspects. I'm not a biology teacher, sorry. So certain aspects of the tree. So yes, that's an excellent idea and a great way to mix up PE one day. And by doing the scavenger hunt, they're even getting extra exercise because first of all, they have to walk to the location before they even begin their workout. Now, the other Sarah of our class, uh, no, wait a second, this is still connected to the other one where they're looking to locate historical landmarks and other locations discussed in curriculum and students will use iPads. So this actually is our other is Sarah. So Sarah and Sarah, you might wanna collaborate because you've got similar ideas there. And the, I think really the only difference, Sarah is looking to identify locations that are discussed in the actual curriculum that they teach students. But I can see where there's a lot of um, cross-disciplinary possibilities there. Luke brought up that he's looking at different environmental gradients along a transit using GPS to collect accurate location data. I'm not exactly sure what that means. That's a little bit out of my knowledge area, but I know GPS is used a lot in environmental areas. When I was teaching in Virginia and working with some GIS mapping uh, technology, I learned that on the Blue Ridge Parkway, they were actually using GPS technology to kind of map out and mark things along the drive, along the parkway. I'm assuming it's a something similar to that. So that's always an excellent idea. Another one was they would use, oh, I know what it was. A, I think it was an outdoor ed teacher had students map every place they found roadkill. So any time they found a dead animal on the road, the students would mark it. So this was over a period of time, maybe a week. And once they got the waypoints, they mapped it. Well, then they tried to figure out why were there dead animals, more dead animals in certain locations. And what they discovered was that there was uh, a dumpster. There was an area where people could dr drop off tash trash, sorry about that, where they found the most dead animals. So there's some really neat environmental possibilities there. Now Amanda's looking out mapping out ethnic restaurants and compare the map to GIS and census data. I think was, Amanda, I think you're ESL. 
anyways I think this is an excellent idea you can do this with many many different things just mapping out different types of things based on the community and then correlating it to GIS or CENSA data because a lot of times you know whether it's the terrain will tell us something about the area and that's why certain business businesses or activities exist in that area or the population you know what population lives there and why is that business there or why did they choose I know that type of data is used all the time for opening up new restaurants when especially when chain restaurants decide to open a new restaurant they do their research and collect all that data to determine their next location so that's a real-life application that it, for any student interested in marketing or the business world it could be beneficial to them uh, in the future Laura has a neat idea she's looking at the flip book me on the map she works with a younger student population but she was looking at how to incorporate the GPS technology into the me on the map and I my own child he was kindergarten this year and his teacher did uh, instead of flat Stanley it was flat teacher I've included a link for that so if you're interested you could look at that because this is an opportunity where you do flat Stanley and you map it using the GPS technology or doing the flat teacher so those are just some other ideas now there's different links and resources that came up during the activity this week I am putting all those resources onto the resource page in our course and you can get to that just look for resource page as you go scroll down through the page I will have week one uh, what is GPS and then the resources listed there so the me on the map video was shared there were some other resources I looked up as a result of conversations happening and I've included those in so if you want to kind of expand what you're thinking about or your ideas or try to capture some more ideas then you can look over those resources and articles and of course you may want to use them in your class so if you do those are there for you now for people listening that are taking the course I will be sending out some information on graduate credit I know some of you signed up for the course and you want the graduate credit that email is coming I will also post it as an announcement in the course if you want to get the graduate credit you just need to go in and fill the form out that way our North Tier administrators know that that is your goal and what you want to do and then I will be working with you to complete that graduate paper writing the paper it actually ends up being pretty interesting it may seem a little overwhelming at first I used to have a template for that so I'll try to find my template if I do I'll send that to you and that'll make the writing portion of it easier so you don't get docked on the APA style but yeah look for that and make sure you complete the form if you're interested in graduate credit I believe if you don't want the graduate graduate credit you do not have to do anything you can just skim the email and then ignore it okay adventurers you are doing great with the discussion keep up the awesome ideas I was taught my mom's a former re, former teacher she's retired and I was telling her I said man I said these 25 teachers I have right now are awesome they they've they're on top of things they're excited and they really have great discussions going and the ideas are just really really awesome so keep up the great work and I will probably try to do another report uh, capturing ideas toward the end of the week I won't 
make that promise because I'm going to be traveling and the internet where I'm going is very inconsistent. It's, uh, if anyone's traveled across the country, you're probably aware of the term mountain Wi-Fi. Well, we're at a beach location, beach location in Virginia, but it's kind of remote. It's away from everything. It's called Journey's End. So that kind of gives you an idea of where we're at. But the Wi-Fi works like mountain Wi-Fi, which means it might work and it might not. And you never know when it might work or it won't work. So anyways, uh, hang in there. Keep, keep the ideas going and have a great week.